Welcome to Mobile First. Every week we sit down with industry leaders to unlock how they're using mobile experiences to increase sales and performance for their businesses. Hey, we get it. It's tough to create the right digital experiences and tools to keep pace with customers and employees. But we believe that every digital product owner deserves a clear vision, plan of action, and the resources to create the right digital experiences and tools that increase sales and performance for your business. That's why we've dedicated this podcast to learning how the best in the business are doing it so that we can help guide you in the right direction and give you the confidence to reach your goals too. I would say execution in my experience is key and I would probably say it's 70% execution, 30% idea because if you can't make it happen, it doesn't really amount to much, does it? This week on Emerge Mobile First, a conversation with Kevin Dunkley, Chief Digital and Innovation Officer at HH Global. Kevin is Chief Digital and Innovation Officer and a member of the Global Executive Board for HH Global. He is responsible for technology, driving innovation, digital brand control programs, and digital strategy for HH Global. Kevin moderates the HH Global Innovation Group, HH Labs, which he formed in 2009, as well as being the executive board sponsor for HH Global Sustainability and Corporate Social Responsibility programs. Kevin possesses a wealth of experience from 30 years in the print and technology sectors. He has driven and implemented technology solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. Kevin has been invited as a guest speaker to client-sponsored events for HSBC and Google and is a member of the Google Cloud Advisory Council. Kevin became an HSBC and Earthwatch sustainability leader in 2015. Kevin, thank you for joining us. I'm really excited to have you here. Thank you, Jordan. Glad to be here. Yeah. Uh, so before diving into the insights, I'd like to spend just a little time understanding your perspective and what inspires you personally, because I think this really helps to provide context when digging in deeper throughout the episode. So Kevin, what are you most passionate about in your profession and why? The thing that gets me out of bed the most is the digital technology and the disruption that we're seeing and how that can really fire and streamline processes with clients and make, make solutions better just to help solve problems. I mean, it's it's a groundbreaking time. I just think we're going to look back at this time and say, yeah, you know, with the internet, the mobile, the mobile revolution. I think with some of the other technologies coming, there's just so much stuff you can do that's just going to make things better and disrupt. That's what really fires me up. And with the clients we have at HS Global, it just gives me opportunities to, to just uh, do so many great things. So you use that word disruption a couple of times. What caused that firing you? Technology is one of my passions, as I just said, and I think. If you can see where it can really make a difference, where processes or workflows, I mean, we work with a range of clients. If you can see where something can truly shorten a process or improve a customer experience, help our clients or our business or partners, it doesn't really matter, to do things quicker, more efficiently, add value. I think, you know, you want to seize that. And that's kind of what I do in the role at the moment. So that is that, the fact that everything as we know it is changing and it just is fascinating. So for those of us who may not know about HH Global, can you give us a quick description of who you guys are and what you do? We're a global marketing execution company. And the question that follows usually at that point is what, what does marketing execution mean? And the way we're positioned, we're, we're an outsourcing business. So we sit in the marketing segment. We support our clients below their creative um, and master agency. So typically big brands have a master agency that does the creative conceptual stuff, the big idea, if you like. And then that 
that's not what we do. We sit below that and make that happen. We help execute that, which is where the term marketing execution comes in. We do that across three core channels, which is marketing print, which includes point of sale, direct mail, flat print, any kind of advertising that you may see in your day-to-day lives. We do that across secondary packaging, which is ready boxes, cartons, that kind of thing. And then we do it across creative production, which is everything from design, concept, animation, and more and more these days, digital apps and, and that kind of service. So those are the three core pillars. And effectively, we save our clients money. We simplify workflows. We're in all the regions they're in. So that's, that's kind of our, our proposition. And then so to, be, to really be able to dig in and understand HH Global, can you maybe explain you know, how these internal teams are organized and, and these three services you provide, how they're interconnected so that we can know how the information flows across organization and stuff like that? Typically, clients are signed up to a three-year contract period, uh, sometimes five, but typically three. And then the model tends to be on-site teams. So we will become an extension of the client's marketing function. So we'll be on the same floor in the same office location as our client's marketing team. Our contract owner is normally the CMO or the CPO, the chief procurement officer or both. And then because of technology, we can have people who are based on site at the clients, but they're hooked into the mothership via the clever technologies that we all use today. And so we we have 40, 43 countries we're operating in. You couldn't have done that before before the rise of the internet. It would have been a lot harder to run and, and connect everybody. And that's where the model works best when we have the teams embedded on site, supported by the rest of the business. I see. Okay. And then now as the chief digital and innovation officer uh, with print packaging, creative production, where do you sit in the whole scheme? Originally, I was focused on all all things digital and technology. So I went through the CIO path and I had technology infrastructure, software development teams, data privacy. And there was a side of desk project, which was our innovation group. So we formed something called HH Labs which was our innovation practice. But it was a kind of side of desk thing from about 2010. And it, go, it gained so much traction and so much interest from, from clients and from partners in the ecosystem. So other smart companies with smart technology. The, the CEO, uh, group CEO, Robert McMillan, about 18 months ago said, I think you should focus on this more. So some of my other responsibilities were passed to other directors. And my focus was to get out and to talk to clients and show them how technology, how that can disrupt what they do, improve what they're doing, how there's more to our business than those three core service lines, how, how there's a very relevant disruption happening right now in your sector, in your region, and how we can stay ahead of that curve. So I, I guess the role is to add value and help the client stay ahead of the, the current curve in their particular sector and to help them rise to those challenges that they're all facing rather than just be a victim of them. Interesting. Yeah, I think maybe an example or two might help in clarifying like how that supports the bigger HH global and disruptions you're creating. Do you have an, an example you can share? We engage with a number of businesses to support the innovation initiative. And where I have the most fun is dealing with the, the startup community. So we work with quite a few startups across the world. There's one in particular that I'm quite proud of the association with, which is a, a business called FOCO, which is Canadian startup. They've been going th- three, three, four years now. The, their application, the mobile application is very polished. And the problem that that solves, their application solves, is something that we'd heard voiced and socialized from our retail and FMCG clients for quite a while. 
And that was the problem of what's called the last mile. It's how do you know as a brand or a product owner or a retailer that that campaign for the Halloween campaign or the Christmas campaign or the new product launch, how do you know that was effectively delivered into the point of purchase? So the store, uh, the shelf edge, the, the mall, how do you know that happened? Because millions of dollars are spent in all the creative and production and, and conception of that. But that last mile, the execution, delivery, fitting and display is the piece where brands have trouble. So what FOCO, the reason they exist is to try and allow the brands to have visual representation of that campaign by using the smartphone camera. So that's how they started. And then the product has developed to add really, really clever and sophisticated compliance reporting. So there's a visual check from all of your hundreds or thousands of stores that goes straight back to HQ using the mobile device and their smart app. They then provide data and analytics that show which were the compliance stores, which were the non-compliant stores. They then built workflow in, so there's a task element to the to the application. So you can push out requests for certain images and certain proof points to be back with you by 5 p.m. today, for example, and then track that across hundreds of stores, across multiple geographies. They have a private messaging element to the application, so you can then from a one-to-many request, you can then hone in on the five or six stores that haven't complied or have mistakenly put up or taken down the wrong advertising or the wrong campaign. And if you start developing that out, you're now de-risking your supply chain. You're making sure that your campaign's getting executed effectively. This directly impacts sales. You're doing it in a really smart way where you have field sales guys or store managers who all have a smartphone. And yet back at HQ, you've got tangible proof that the campaign got there and, you, and you've got your return on your investment. So we developed a relationship with those guys earlier this year. We're a strategic partner now. They're a super smart, super cool organization. And it sits right in that sweet spot of one of our core services, which is delivering advertising campaigns into store for, for big brands. Interesting. Okay. And so how did you support FOCO? Was it more on the, the, the development of the idea or maybe can you walk through how you were that value add to them? In simple terms, they're a Canadian business and have a, a quite a nice portfolio of clients across Canada and the US. I mean, they work with Nike and, and New Balance and Dior and, you know, big brands, mm-hmm. but they're, they're direct relationship between them and the, and the brand. And I think the original, we saw the unmet need and we saw a unique way of, of solving that, that unmet need. And we, we knew that was a challenge. We just basically opened up the conversation it was one of my very young team who'd only been with us six months who found them. She's a good story in its own right. She's a very smart cookie and she discovered them and said, I think this solution looks like it really would solve an issue I'm hearing you guys talking about a lot. We then had to build the relationship with those guys. And, and in simple terms, they're a North American business. We have global scale. So you can see straight away there could be a nice fit there because mm-hmm. maybe that we can springboard uh, FOCO. In fact, we are springboarding FOCO into Asia Pacific and into Europe. So that was one initial thing. But then the more we got to know the CEO and, and the guys at the, at the business, we just realized there were so many other synergies there. We, we get on well together. We have a similar approach. And the deal was done fairly quickly. And we're now you know, fairly aggressively rolling this out to clients. And, and we've got a lot of excitement. That's one example of, of what good looks like. That's how we can add value to our clients by almost scouting the right kind of tech, tech businesses building the relationship, agreeing commercial terms, agreeing a, a scale out, and really just supporting those guys. And, and it's just been a pleasure working with them. 
Interesting. So you're almost like an accelerator program in that, right? Where you've, you've found this solution to a problem that you're hearing on a grander scale, and then you help facilitate that solution. Is, am I getting that right? Yeah, you are. I mean, I wouldn't want okay. it to sound like, you know, Foco had a successful business before we came along. I think I hopefully. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting. And so that's how you can help companies become even more mobile first by things that you're experiencing on really the front lines with your clients on, on a global scale and then looking for companies like Foco that are providing this solution successfully and helping really facilitate more of that success to different needs potentially. Yeah, I mean, I think where our clients find big benefit is we, they, they often have their own innovation functions, but some don't. And we almost become an extension of that. We can go and in some cases we'll offer the solution to the client and say, hey, we think you've got a problem in this area, a challenge here, well, here's a solution. Equally, we're finding more now the brands are saying, could you come and help us with this specific thing? And they're giving us business challenges they're experiencing and say, what do you know about, what can you do, what do you know about AR, AR or AI or Internet of Things in that particular case? What can you offer? So that's quite pleasing because clients are now receptive and, and actually throwing challenges down to us, which is a, is a cool place to be because it shows you've got trust and you're becoming a, a strategic partner rather than, you know, a supplier, which, you know, that's how we tend to start with clients. We're a marketing supplier. And we want to move along that kind of chain so we become a strategic partner and, and add value. And we want to work with those clients for a long time. And this is one way of, of doing it. And it's a lot of fun as well. So, yeah, we found a niche there. And before our in our, in our pre-chat, we talked about this AR experience company that ties in really nicely to your service offering at HH Global and how it can help brands increase sales and, and performance. And so I'd love to, to dig into that story with you. Yeah, that's. A UK business, they're, they're global as well, but they're a company called Zappa, which is the running use case with their, their mobile technologies. You zap an object and you, you receive an AR experience once you've done that. So if you put that in the context of what we do as a business, we produce packaging and boxes, we produce point of sale, we produce printed materials. We also do the design element of that as well. And their, their application, we think, is the best in class. And with the changes in iOS and Android where the AR experience is going to become a lot less clunky. I don't know if that word translates, but it's going to become a lot smoother and AR experiences are going to become very, very, very easy to consume by anybody on a mobile device. I think the timing's right for that technology. I think that business, we've got a good cultural fit with them. They have good experience. They've been doing this for a little while. They're, they're a scale-up rather than a startup. We're, we're identifying target clients right now across packaging, point of sale, where we think this is going to really lift off in 2018 and beyond. So I think we're a little bit earlier in the day with them compared to Foco, but I, I really see a, a great link between emerging AR technology, the fact everyone's going to have access to it in their pocket, and the physical things that are around all of us, whether we're in the shopping mall or in the store or out and about at train stations. This is just going to going to bring experiences to people that they've never seen before, even to the point where your purchase may be via an AR experience. So this is really interesting. So the model that, that you guys have with HH Labs, you, you guys kind of go out and find uh, various solutions. What sprung this investment and what has caused it to grow so much to what it is now? I think it's just the passion of, of people who have day jobs within our business. I mean, five, six years ago, we had in the, in the labs community within our business, we had 20, 25 fairly active users. We now have 205, which is, you know, nearly a 25% of our workforce are 
members of the community and, and effectively are digital talent scouts, if you like. They're either listening, they have their antenna up and they're listening to their clients for what is keeping the client awake and then they'll feed that back into the group or they're actually actively looking, they're attending trade shows, they're listening to podcasts like this, they're subscribing to digital newsletters and they're actually also fired up by this. It, it makes your whole the service you offer to your client, whether you be an, an account manager, whether you be somebody who's working in technology or IT, it just makes it gives you another dimension into your job and your role and ultimately, people find it satisfying to, to help solve a problem, no matter how small it may be for a client. There's, there's a lot of satisfaction to be had with that. And you're building deep and meaningful relationships with a client. And that leads to renewed contracts, uh, bigger opportunities, and just a more fulfilling experience for everybody. Interesting. So just to reiterate, because I think this is really impactful. So you find what are keeping your clients awake at night, and then you feed these insights into your community, into the group. And then essentially being a just collection of technology enthusiasts, go find existing solutions that fit the problem or somewhat close to it. And then you have an opportunity to create strategic partners to create win-wins for, for both companies and you facilitate. Did I hit that right? That is correct. I mean, in some cases, we will actually craft the solution ourselves. We have our own mm. technology platform hub. That tends to be based around the core service offering. So it's a, a project management, a procurement, a content management and approval type portal. But you know, equally, you could be listening to a client who has a, a business problem, problem that we can actually resolve within our own platform. But it's just as pleasing, if not more so, to find a smart business that maybe needs that kind of leg up or a bit of a, a bit of impetus and to bring that. And we're very transparent. We don't pretend, we don't white label everything and say, this is all HH Global. I think mm. with innovation, it's about collaboration. It's about transparency. And we, we often will work out the commercial model on the journey. You know, we don't get bogged down in admin and paperwork. We get there eventually. But this is all about trying to get be agile and get the client problem resolved or at least show them the art of the possible in a quick as way as we can and and clients respond really well we're getting asked to go and present all over the world sometimes it's an hour sometimes we get to take over the client's marketing floor or their atrium or their foyer of their building and we can then bring in partners with physical technology virtual technology mobile technology and we can really theme a day or a morning and it's great fun you deliver better business outcomes, you win business from it. It's not the core business driver. That's those three pillars I talked about, the print, the packaging, and the creative. They're the core drivers. But these add another dimension to it. And as long as you keep it relevant, you know, it's got to be relevant to, the, to what we do as a business. It can't be random technology. Right. It feels like it's really working for all parties. It's really cool. And I would love to dig into some more examples. I mean, you mentioned two that were in the retail sector and that uh, really the start of this process for you is, is keeping in touch with what are keeping the clients awake at night. So is there a challenge that you've noticed more recently or that's trending with your clients that keeping them up at night that you're currently looking to solve? I think there's a couple. I think that the big one that everybody's trying to solve is how do you join the, the digital customer journey and experience with the physical one. So you tend to have a digital team who are doing web and maybe mobile and programmatic advertising and that seems to be a separate team for all of those and then you have the physical space the shop the mall you know where the point of purchase is so we're working with some smart businesses some smart big ones like the likes of google to try and join square that circle off and there are ways without invading privacy and without being creepy that we can actually now join those journeys up with things like proximity beacons and again the, the common theme there is everybody's got a handset 
or a smartphone in their pocket, sometimes more than one. If you have location on, you know, brands know where you are, your journey. They know that you live in a digital footprint. So there's some quite cool stuff we're doing with those guys around smart point of sale, using proximity beaconing and it already existing Google tech. That's one thing. So trying to make that journey seamless because customers don't think of it as a digital and a, an analog journey. They just think I'm going on, I'm going to buy a product or consume a service. They don't think like we do. So if you can make that seamless, that's interesting. And I think on the the other side, we're hearing a lot around how do we leverage artificial intelligence? I mean, that's coming from a lot of our clients, particularly marketing savvy people who are saying, how do I use AI to do what I do smarter? And in simple terms, that could be as simple as just typing in, you know, blue car and our content system finds you a blue car just by recognizing the image. There's a lot of businesses down that track. And then one particular business we're looking at right now uses eye tracking and AI on a mobile platform to uh, evaluate designs. So if you're a brand owner and there's three designs, this technology, which is a mobile technology, uses a combination of AI and eye tracking. We'll say design B is the one that you should throw your marketing dollars at because the human eye is going to look at that and engage with that one more than the other two. So how cool is that to know ahead of time which of the particular concepts is going to be the one that attracts the, the consumer? So this is really an interesting space for several technologies colliding, AI, the mobile revolution, the I think the fact that you've got proximity and location, if you throw those things all together, you can really, really do some clever things. So then what's the coolest thing you're working on right now that you want everyone to check out? I personally like some of the things we're doing around digital signage and proximity and point of sale. So it's a kind of mashup of clever Google technology, a traditional point of sale and proximity beaconing. Without giving too much away, there is a case study that is in the public domain that Coca-Cola have done in Albertson stores in the US and in conjunction with Google and Coke, Coke have played a really big role in this. And they are effectively, by the use of the, the mobile handset, serving up personalized ads at the shelf edge in Albertson stores, which if you just stop for a minute there, as you, as you walk down the aisle and you come to the, the end of the Coke aisle, it will say, Jordan, I know you you're a male. I know this is the previous interaction you've had with Coke, whether that's a banner ad, whether you've got the Coke app, whether you've got something else. It will serve an ad that's contextual for you. It, it won't know it's exactly you, but it will know male. It knows your location and it knows previous engagement and buying habits. And if it was the Coke water product, for example, it would serve you an ad on the digital screen right there and then. And that, that pilot has shown a significant uplift in sales. So you've got conventional advertising, you've got the mobile handset, you've got conventional digital signage, and you've got some clever data work from Coke and Google serving up a hyper-local experience. <laughs> Great. I will link to that case study then in the show notes. And then as far as you know, initiatives and things that you guys are working on, where should we go to keep tabs on that? We're talking about this a lot across our website, but I think if you're tracking the Coke of, uh, I've got a guy, he's their digital guy, Greg Chambers, he's a super smart guy. And his vision is the Coke chalkboard. I don't know if that translates well, but in cafes in the 70s and 80s, you'd have a, a menu board that would have a Coke surround. And then with chalk, you'd write in the, the, the offers of the day, the meals of the day. He wants to translate that to the digital equivalent. So Coke are potentially going to be giving tailors digital Coke menu boards, if you like, that will serve up hyper-personalized ads based on your proximity and, and it's your handset that's telling you that. So if you follow the Coke digital channel, if you follow Think with Google, and if you keep tabs on the HH Global website, we have a play in that space as well. 
All right, everyone, there you have it. Make sure uh, to go to HH Global. And that's hhglobal.com, correct, Kevin? That's correct, yeah. Yeah, cool to keep a close eye on some of these things they're doing with proximity technology and phone and point of sale. And then also make sure to tune in this Friday for a rapid fire round where Kevin is going to be sharing some of his most valuable resources. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It was a pleasure to have you on. And we really appreciate you know digging into HH Global and sharing what you guys are up to in the labs over there and, and some of the cool technologies that you're starting to bring in that maybe a lot of big companies aren't aware of. And there are these solutions out there that can be plugged in, but you guys are kind of that that hub for attracting a lot of this information and really cool, innovative experiences. So again, thank you for coming on and sharing what you guys are up to. Thank you, Jordan. It was a pleasure. Hey, thank you for listening. For additional resources on how to increase sales and performance with your mobile experiences, head over to www.emergemobilefirst.com and select the Get Free Resources button there at the top and gain instant exclusive access to tools and resources from all of our guests aggregated into one single place just for you. Now I'm looking forward to digging in with my next guest, but until next time, think mobile first. Oh,